Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast, brought to you in part by Book of Zen, makers of inspirational fashion and gift ideas. Visit them online at bookofzen.com. Today's podcast has been edited and adapted from Laugh and Live by Douglas Fairbanks, published in 1917. A healthy and robust personality is the fulfillment of self-development, physically, mentally, and spiritually. But all robust personalities are not healthy, for it often shows in the faces of those who are selfish at heart. Therefore, all personality is not for the good of the world. It is only of the healthy and generous kind that we speak, and to those who possess it, the goal is divine. Personality can never be perfected without living a life of preparedness, backed up by our own earnest and honest convictions. Personality is made up of many qualities and differs among people in a variety of ways. Perfect personality requires constant care in its development and constant guard for its safety. It cannot be purchased in the open market. It must be built upon piece by piece, and everything we are becomes a part of it. Personality would indeed be imperfect if it did not give us full poise. If we neglect our physical poise, we pull down our mental poise, likewise our spiritual poise. That is why personality must be kept constantly protected against encroachment. But this can be so fixed by purpose, plan, and power of will that it becomes automatically safeguarded. Once in possession of personality, we have only to make it part of our natural selves and wear it unconsciously to the last breath of life. Personality does not mean over-refinement. Sturdy qualities are the necessary ones. Over-refinement leads to the softer life and oftentimes to degenerate ways. Exalted ego is an indication of degeneracy and may be inherited. Of those things we inherit that are good, we must hold. And everlastingly must we watch those which are bad. It is never wise to wander far away from basic principles into high-handed preaching. What we need is guidance along the road to the goal of personality. First of all, we need health, and second, the will to do. Next, we must use these weapons in the right direction, for personality is at its zenith when backed up by a strong physique and brain power. The most powerful personality is the noblest personality, and consideration for others is the noblest attitude that we can hold toward our friends, family, and fellow citizens of the world. For every seed of human kindness we plant, a flower blooms in the garden of our heart. And if we give in such a way, there will be no hypocritical feeling of charity bestowed, 
our very act disarms the thought. It is as natural for an honorable person to show consideration to others as it is for those to eat and sleep. Acts of kindness are the outward manifestations of a proper education, a refinement of character in the highest sense of the word. What would we do in this world without the helping hand, the friendly word of cheer, the thought that others shared our losses and cheered our victories? If consideration for our feelings and thoughts did not exist on this earth, we would never know the depths of the love of our friends. There would be no such thing as an earthly reward of merit. We know that no matter what happens to us in the battle of life, there will be someone to cheer us on our way. We may be strong and thoroughly able to rely upon ourselves, but there comes a time when we need friendship and sympathy. Society would crumble into dust without these influences. The family circle would degenerate into a hollow mockery if consideration each for the other was absent. It sweetens and makes wholesome what otherwise might only be an existence of monotonous toil. Consideration for others is the milk of human kindness. For what we do for others, our recompense is in the act itself. We should claim no other reward. Observation brings into view that they who give in real charity cloak their acts from the eyes of all, save the recipient. Givers of this type rise to the supreme heights of greatness. It is a part of their wisdom to know what is best to be done, and they go about it as a pleasure as well as a duty. Consideration for others pays big dividends. It is a virtue that makes for strong friendships and true affections. Those who possess it have a hard time hiding their light under a bushel. In teaching fortitude to others, they partake of the same knowledge. In the house of their own affliction, they retain their courage and keep their minds unsoured. They are, sure enough, good-hearted inhabitants of life, and their presence is the signal for instantaneous good cheer. We all know them by their friendly knock at the door. In a thousand ways they impress themselves upon our lives, have entered into our councils, have given us the right advice at the right time. And when a sad day comes along, their strong shoulders are there for us to lean upon. A great many of us have the desire to be of service to others, but timidity holds us back. Say, for instance, we might see a person in great distress, but because of shyness, we withhold the proffered hand. Someone we've known for years who falls deeply into debt, but has too much pride to ask for assistance. We pass by fearful that we might offend. Early in life, we should have started our foundation for doing things in the cause of others. Putting off the time when we shall begin to obey our higher impulses toward helpfulness to our friends and neighbors is but a reaction in our own characters which dulls determination. 
We want to do, but we don't. As time goes on, we just don't. That's all. Our good intentions have gone to pave the bottomless pits containing our unfulfilled heart promptings. We meant well, but we failed to act. We didn't have the courage. Our failures spread a gloom before us. We lost our chances for a happy life. On the other hand, the individual with the ability to laugh, and who is full of good cheer, has little shyness about these matters. Having confidence in themselves, and being happy and alert, they go to the friend in need with courage, and the kind of help that helps. If they don't do it directly, they find a way to reach the other person through mutual friends. This type of individual does not go about parading their kindness either. They gain a sincere and beautiful pleasure out of aiding an old friend, and they can go on their way rejoicing that life is worth living when they have lived up to its higher ideals. Consideration for others does not necessarily involve only the big things. It is the sum total of numberless acts that make for friendships and kindliness. People who are thoughtful surely brighten the world. They are ever ready to do some little thing at the correct moment. And after a time we begin to realize how much their presence means to us. We may not notice them the first time, or the third, or the fifth. But after a while we become conscious of their persistence, and we esteem them accordingly. Such persons are the product of clean, straightforward lives. They are never too busy to exchange a pleasant word. They do not flame to anger on pretext. Their code of existence is well-ordered and filled to the brim with lots to do and lots to think about. The old saying, if you want anything, go to someone who is always busy, applies to them. The busier that men and women are, the more time they seem to have for kindliness. Another word to consider is service. Nothing brings a greater self-reward than a service done in an hour of need, or a favor granted during a day's grind. The generous person who climbs to the top of the ladder helps many others on their way. The more we do for someone else, the more we do for ourselves. The stronger we become, the greater our influence in our communities. Doing things for others may not bring in bankable dividends, but it does bring in happiness. Such actions scorn a monetary reward. We have only to try this out to learn the truth for ourselves. A good place to begin is at home, then the office or wherever life leads us. In doing these things, we will laugh as we go along. We will laugh and get the most out of living. Our little day-to-day -day kindnesses, when added together, constitute, in time, a huge asset on the right side of our ledger of life. We should start the day with something that helps another person get through their day, even if it isn't anything more than a smile and a wave of the hand. They will remember us for it. It is said that advice is cheap, 
and for that reason is given freely. But the proper kind of advice is about as rare as the proverbial hen's tooth. In order to give real advice, we must understand the person who asks for it. If what we say to them is to become of value, we must see to it that their mind is put in proper shape to receive the advice. Be sure that they laugh, or smile at least, before you seriously take up their case. And when you have done your part in the way of advice, send them away with a fine good humor. A friendly pat on the back as they go out your doorway may mean a bracer to their determination, and thus you have been of real help. They needed sympathy and courage. They needed a cheerful spirit. So came to you, and you didn't let them go away until you gave them all these. Kudos to you. Remember that consideration for others does not admit of ostentation and hypocrisy. We should never allow our left hand to know what our right hand does in charity, nor should we boast of our helpful attitude toward our fellow men and women. It is also well to make a point of the fact that in this world there are many ne'er-do-wells who fail to profit by advice and thereby become professional in the seeking of favors. Consideration owes them nothing, and to entertain their persistent appeals would, in time, dull our natural tendencies toward helping others. The world helps those who help themselves. There is little to admire in the person who is forever whining. Society has no work for such people as these. When we have exhausted every means of helping such a person, we must in self-defense pass them up before they contaminate our sense of justice. We must keep our vision clear. Fight the impulse to browbeat, scold, or become irascible. For these are microbes which react against the milk of human kindness, to which, if you succumb, will leave you stranded and alone amid a world of potential friendliness and good fellowship. Continually cultivate your consideration for others, for this is the prime refinement of personality and character. To be able to use it in your life will be a daily comfort and joy. For sympathy begets affection and kindly deeds, and in a relative sense, it binds together the properties which go to make the very soul within you. The Inspirational Living Podcast is a production of The Living Hour. For free transcripts of our podcast, please go to livinghour.org. If you enjoy our podcast, please consider becoming a patron. You can become a patron for as little as a dollar a month, which will ensure that we can continue our podcast for years to come. To become a patron, please visit patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Simply do a quick search for the Inspirational Living Podcast at patreon.com to find our Patreon page and learn more including the free gifts we offer to every patron. Subscribe to our free podcast today at the iTunes Store, or at Google Play, or at Stitcher.com. Thank you for listening. We look forward to being with you next time.